What a day to be alive. NFL draft last night. It was pretty it was pretty damn good. It ran well. It ran very well for given the um, you know, technic everything the technical side of it, all of the this is brand new for everyone, how do you run it? The only complaint I have would be the quality like a couple complaints, but it's nothing bad. It's the quality of the webcams that they gave like the players' families. What, what, what were they? The, they find the grainiest, cheapest webcams they could find to put in their homes. Nelly, it was so strange. Like Joe Burrow for being the first NFL draft pick, you'd figure they'd give him a little higher quality camera. I, it looked like I was looking through like a security tape from like the early two thousands. What were, what was your biggest takeaways from the draft, just in general? My biggest takeaway is uh, it was really cool to see everyone in their homes, like the GMs. I love how Bill Belichick was sitting in his kitchen. <laughs> there, no, nothing gaudy. He's just sitting in his kitchen by himself. No art on the wall or nothing, just a little laptop. <laughs> and like a checkered table. Yeah, Mike Zimmer totally lives in a place that I think would be in Minnesota. Big game on the wall. Some you know some some antlers and stuff on the wall. Big nice fireplace. Um, a lot of people, a lot of families for some of these these kids, a lot more well off than I initially thought. That, so that's some of mine. Well, my first big takeaway was 98% of the kids were forced to be on their dad's <laughs> webcam, like stand here. Yeah. And you could tell most of them did not want to be there. No. Like even Joe like, Burrow, I'm like, does this guy even want to be here? Oh, I just meant like the GMs and the and the head coaches. Oh, yeah, that family. too. Like those, they're, those, oh, they're like, Dad, why are, are you like, making me yeah, sit why here? Why do I have to stand here? It's like, why am look, I here? Look good for the camera. Um, And who was who was the wide receiver that was taken that was wearing a robe? Oh, Ruggs? The yeah, third? Ruggs. Th- that guy, that was hilarious. What a story from him, though. I mean, he was obviously really affected by his best friend dying in a car accident. Um, but I was like, why is the dude wearing a robe? He's like, I did it because it was different. I'm like, yeah, everyone's talking about it. But I, I do agree with you with the the fact that some of these guys, they talk about their stories. Yeah. And then you're like, man, you got a pretty nice house, though. I know. It's like, it damn, like, you're, you're balling. What was that, that uh, Kinlaw? who was drafted defensive lineman out of South Carolina, who was drafted by yeah. the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah. They're talking about how he grew up poor. He grew up on the streets and he was, and to quote Trey Wingo, he walked over dead bodies. Trey Wingo said a lot of weird I, stuff I, last I, night. I'm going to, I'm going to really question that he actually walked over <laughs> dead bodies, but then they, they flash it to his house. And it's like, you live in a nicer house than I do. Yeah. It was cool to see a, a, a live look into some of the houses. There are some palatial freaking houses, man. And then just to see what some people were wearing. I, you know, me personally, I would, I, I would have been rocking like a suit or something just because it's a big day. I, I had to chuckle at rugs wearing a robe. I had to chuckle at a couple other guys wearing just like sweats. Or what about Joe Burrow's going on there and basically saying how he's going to do this for all the poor kids in Southeast Ohio. Yeah. Then they flash to his parents' house. It's like, dude, you look like every single house that I grew <laughs> up, like that I grew up and friends grew up in. You look like an average yeah. middle-class Ohio family. <laughs> you're, was, you're not, you're not a poor kid. It was cool to see inside the houses of everyone. And then my other takeaway, why is Roger Goodell, every time that the pick was in, not almost every time, Roger Goodell would turn to the TV behind him and said, come on, let's go. Make some noise. It's like, dude, they can't hear you. That's just a TV. They can't hear you. You know what else was bugging me with Roger Goodell? <laughs> this might have just been because Was he I, in front of a green screen? 
Was that a green screen? Sometimes it looked like a green screen. Or I'm Mel Kuyper sh- looked like he was in front of a green screen, too. Or what, so, how did Goodell bug you? In, in school, since I went for broadcast digital media, uh-huh. we did, like, television media stuff. Yeah. The thing that bugged me is every time Roger Goodell, and this just might be from, like, the camera angles, every time he would talk and he would raise his hand with, like, the card yeah. in it, he would block his face. I know. It's like, it's like, dude, keep your hand down or move it to the side. And you could tell there was a bunch of people there because they would they would cut back early and they'd be like, in five, four, three. <laughs> <Or> what, <laughs> they, 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 what about when they uh, – It was it was good, though. Didn't they – I think it was when the, the – was it the kid from Cincinnati that had, like, cancer, that was fighting cancer, the little kid? Yeah. And then they cut. was it was he the Browns fan? Yeah, yeah it was either Cincinnati it was a Browns or, fan. Or Browns. He was a Browns fan. But they cut back to Roger Goodell, and they cut back early. And he was and saying you some could stuff. Hear him like, "All right, now cut back to me. Enough, yeah, enough with him. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's like I was like, Ooh. we can hear that. Like Goodell, that was not it was not your fault, but bad timing when that poor kid was talking about fighting cancer, and you're coming back like, cut cut away from that kid, get to me. It's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, sorry, Goodell. Oh, yeah, that was a little ooh, cut a little early there. I did like the fact that they were still booing him, and Goodell played along with it. Goodell actually went up a couple pegs in my book of playing along with getting booed and he talked about like giving hugs and whatnot. It was pretty well done. The intro of it was was kind of nauseating and drawn and, and drawn the fact on. that it lasted for 20 minutes. Yeah, it's like, okay, we get it. I see Dr. Fauci on my TV constantly. Constantly. I get it. I'm washing my hands. What more do you want? I'm social distancing. I'm I'm staying away from people. What more do you want from me? I'm washing my hands. Why do you got to be here on the draft in front of me? You're on every other channel. I get it. Uh, other than that, I thought it was pretty cool. I was uh, I was a fan of it. There's a lot of cool storylines. Yeah, and before all the trades started happening, which seemed like didn't really occur until they got to the 20s, mm-hmm. this draft seemed to fly. It did. and it was, Everything was going really smooth, and there was nothing really that funny or crazy that was happening until the 17th pick when Mike McCarthy was on the webcam, and it was, like, right in his face. All you could see was this giant mug, and that was it. It's like, Big Mike, you just take a step back from the camera there a little were, bit. There were also a couple of rumors that were floating around pre-draft, like right before the draft, like Andrew Thomas was getting a bunch of steam saying, ooh, NFL teams really like him, and then it came out he went fourth overall and, and hopped two or three other offensive tackles that people thought were going before him. Yeah. And the other rumor about how Isaiah Simmons really, a lot of GMs weren't in love with him as much as the media, also true because he dropped all the way to, what was it, nine? Uh-huh. So, I mean, a lot of stuff that came out ended up being true. And the last thing I, I was going to say is takeaway, uh, Bechter, the offensive tackle, we all know he's a unit at, what, 6'6", six, 6'7". Six, six, that dude's huge. 370. How about his dad? That's a unit, too. Dude. Holy man. Dude. Those guys are huge. I feel like the Packers could sign his dad off the street to play yeah. D-tackle. Gigantic. To fill up two gaps. Exclusive audio. After Brian Gutekunst selected Jordan Love, trading up with the Dolphins for the 26th pick, I have exclusive audio from Aaron Rodgers talking to Brian Gutekunst. Do you guys want to hear it? I'm sorry, say it one more time? Yes. All right, sorry, I forgot to turn your mic on. Yeah, no, that's cool. <laughs> exclusive no, audio, right. exclusive audio. After the Jordan Love pick, this is Aaron Rodgers talking to Brian Gutekunst. Who do you think you are? Brian Gutekunst? Yeah. Correct. Um, 
what gives what what gives you the right? <laughs> Let's go on to the phone, 608-321-1670. Bob, what's up, man? R-E-L-A-X. That's all I can say is relax. Oh, Bob, I'm going to relax weekend. all over the place. I don't think it's that horrible a pick. It's got to be done. It was a great arm. It didn't really feel a need we needed, but it's a long weekend, and it's going to completely change. Yes, so everybody indeed. just needs to take a deep breath. Relax and look at the whole picture, Bob. I'm I'm not I'm not gonna lie. I think I'm one of the few guys, and it sounds like you are too, that doesn't mind the pick. I kind of like it. I, I'm not crazy about it. And I'm not doing cartwheels, but I'm also not tying a noose in the rafters of my garage either. So <laughs> you're not ready to I'm say a, you're not ready to end it all, Bob. No, I'm not, <laughs> and I'm not gonna jump off a cliff. I'm not gonna start typing random thoughts like the previous caller. And I don't think Aaron Rodgers is in a fist fight with the coach. So <laughs> I think I, uh, I think Rodgers knows if anybody's intellectually smart about this stuff, let's be honest, it's Rodgers. And Rodgers is smart enough to look at the big picture and know exactly what they're doing. And I honestly believe that they didn't pull this trigger without at least putting a tickle in his ear about it. That's oh, I, just my thought. Bob, I got some interesting comments. I'll play them for you. You have a good weekend, man. You stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see the draft unfold. And by the end of this, we'll be building Brian Gutekunst a shrine. Amen, brother. See you, Bob. Amen. Have a good weekend, homie. Later, bye. See you. All right, Bob, right there. Good stuff. Now, I like it. He gives the R-E-L-A-X. He says, relax. Now, Nelly, do you think Brian Gutekunst said something to Rodgers before they did this? I don't think so. I don't think so either. Because Brian Gutekunst, I'm looking for the comments right now. He did say that, here, I have it right here. Here you go. Here's Brian Gutekunst talking about what Aaron Rodgers will think. But, you know, he's obviously been through this, and, you know, he's a pro, and, you know, it's certainly this is something that is a, a long-term uh, decision. When you go through um, kind of the way things went tonight, you kind of you ran the short-term and the long-term, and, uh, the way the board fell, just this was the best decision for the Packers. But uh, I think, you know, obviously Aaron's been around for a long time, and uh, he knows what we're playing for right now. So, uh, what's most important right now? So he knows. Real quick on this comment at the end here. The way the board fell, just this was the best decision for the Packers. Right but uh, I think, you know, obviously Aaron's been around for a long time, and uh, he knows what we're playing for right now. So, uh, what's most important right now? He says, Aaron knows what we're playing for right now, and what's most important right now? The future. Why would Aaron Rodgers? Why would Aaron Rodgers think anything good, like the, the end of this comment? Time and uh, he knows what we're playing for right now. So this pick is nothing to do with right now. Yeah, and Aaron, Aaron, this pick literally has nothing to do with right now. And Aaron Rodgers sat down during parts of the early draft with Pat McAfee and AJ Hawk on their yeah on Monday or Tuesday. And and what did he say? He said he, he wanted a skill position. He basically said. He listed all the needs that the Packers had, like wide receiver, like defensive tackle. Yep. And he said those could be big-time players that we could get with the first-round pick. So I don't think he had any idea, unless Brian Gutekunst told him literally the last couple days. Aaron's been around for a long time, and uh, he knows what we're playing for right now. So uh, what's most important right now? What's most important right now? I like to pick. I'm one of the few that like to pick. But what's most important right now? For the Packers, wouldn't that be a wide receiver? Wouldn't that be a weapon for Aaron Rodgers? Wouldn't that be like an offensive tackle? 
you would, R- right now, right now, you would think it had to be wide receiver. If if you absolutely wanted to help Aaron Rodgers the most, it would have to have been wide receiver. I just, I just think Goody. I don't, I don't understand what he's saying here. I get it, but then he says Aaron well, understands what we're playing for right now. Well, the pick that you just made is Aaron Rodgers' replacement. Here, in theory, here's a tweet that I find really interesting, and it came at 12:30 last night from Rob Domofsky, one of the Packers beat writers. Here's what it says. I'm listening. Jordan Love says he was told he would wear number 10, but maybe don't buy your jerseys just yet because he didn't sound so sure about it. Yeah. Now, this is what I was talking with a buddy last night. So the Patriots, Bill Belichick's a smart guy, right? Very pretty much smart everyone. Guy. That's pretty much a agreed smart, upon smart statement. He traded out of the first round. Now, granted, he was a little earlier... They were a little earlier to where uh, Jordan Love was being projected in probably half the mocks. Yep. He knows that this draft is deep, as most experts and people that do these mocks for a living are saying. It's an extremely deep draft where you can get value, you know, from first round all the way to sixth round. Mm-hmm. Do the Packers end up trading up to get Jordan Love just to basically trade him back? to the Patriots to steal some of their gaggle of picks. Because here's here are the picks that the Patriots have racked up through last night. A second rounder, three, four, three, or sorry, four third round picks and two fours. So they have a total of seven picks in the first 139. Really? Ranging from second to fourth round. So is Jordan Love going to be some trade could, bait? Yeah, could, could they package that up for the... New England's second early second round pick and a third for their quarterback of the future. No, Nelly. I wouldn't hold my breath on that, but I think it's potentially a possibility. Same, it is. And with that Rob Demosky tweet, yeah, and, and it, I have it comments makes from Jordan you Love. Think. So I got a lot of comments from Jordan Love. Next segment, here's what we're gonna do. I got more comments from Brian, Brian Gutekunst when it comes how Rodgers will potentially handle this if it's an issue for him. Brian Gutekunst talked about it last night. I played that one clip. Which didn't really make sense from Brian Gutekunst. Did that clip make sense from Brian Gutekunst? Like Rodgers understands. He knows what we're doing for right now. This is, and we need stuff for now. And then, if but you it's go, not a now pick. But I you, have more comments. If you go it. to the clips before that, he hinted about taking a quarterback as well. Yeah, man, I would love to be inside the mind of Aaron Rodgers this morning when he wakes up, or last night when it happened. It's like being John Malkovich. You get to go inside the mind. Be Aaron, being Aaron Rodgers. All kinds of comments coming up from Gutekunst. And Jordan Love, next, the drama. Can you feel the tension in the air, Packer fans? All right, Jordan Love, he gets picked. Aaron Rodgers, I would love to, I would love to get a legit real answer out of Aaron Rodgers. Here's what Gutekun says about Aaron Rodgers and potential issues. Yeah, like I said, I mean, Aaron's been through a lot in his career and certainly he's been through a situation like this. I think he's a, a pro's pro. And he's he's playing for legacy type things here, not only in Green Bay for the National Football League, historic type stuff. So I know he's very very motivated. And again, I don't foresee this game this year. By the way, who's breathing really heavy at the end of that call? Like, dude, you you know there's a mic in front of you, right? Stop breathing so heavy. Type stuff. So I know he's very very motivated. And again, I don't foresee this game this year. Dude. Why are you breathing so heavy? Are you are you are you in love with Brian Gutekunst? My is, God, is somebody else on the line? Like yeah, someone else? No, no, no. <laughs> Get the heater out of your mouth, bro. All right, so one more on Goody. Uh, I want to recap because we just talked about it a little bit before the break, <laughs> and uh, 
Uh, thanks for getting that call for me, Nelson. All right, so here's Gutekunst when it comes to Aaron Rodgers handling it, quote, like a pro. But, you know, he's obviously been through this, and, you know, he's a pro, and, you know, it's certainly this is something that is a, a long-term uh, decision. When you go through um, kind of the way things went tonight, you kind of you ran the short-term and the long-term, and uh, the way the board fell, this, this was the best decision for the Packers. But uh, I think, you know, obviously Aaron's been around for a long time, and uh, he knows what we're playing for right now, so uh, what's most important right now. Can someone explain the end of that for me? Aaron's been around a long time. He knows what's important right now. He knows what we're playing for. Why'd they take Jordan Love then? Unless they were telling Aaron Rodgers who actually r- controls and rules this team. I don't have an answer for you. Mm-hmm. I really don't, unless they end up trading Jordan Love. And yeah, and say that again, Nelson, because we were up against the break, and you were saying what? When I know it comes the, to Jordan I know Love. The, the Saints were connected to him. I know the Patriots were connected to him. The Patriots traded out of the first round. Bill Belichick's a smart guy. Everyone knows this draft is super deep. They now have 13 picks. And they have, well, seven of them in the first four rounds. Mm-hmm. Do they end up trading Jordan Love for, I don't know, the Patriots second and maybe a third or two or something to that extent? I'm not going to hold my breath on uh, it. Neither will I. But I feel like there could be a chance that that happens, especially with some of the comments that you've played and some of the weird the weird things how Br- Gutekunst mentioned well, you know, if the quarterback's there, we're going to take it. Yep. And then at the same time, days later, he goes, Rodgers knows what we're playing for. He's smart. Here's more from Gutekunst on drafting Jordan Love. Obviously, we, you know, where we took him, we, we think a lot of him, and we think that down the road that uh, he certainly has all the, the ability to be a difference maker at the position. Um, but this thing, these things take time, I mean, especially at that position. So um, you know, he's got a lot of work ahead of him. Um, but if we didn't feel that he was ready to put the time in, uh, obviously we wouldn't have taken him. What do you think of those? Sounds like I, sounds like Jordan Love is going to be the quarterback for the future of the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, my my take my take from that would be Gutekunst decided the future was more important than the now for that's Aaron Rodgers. Yep. Getting getting the quarterback that's going to have to sit and you looking at the numbers, you know he's going to have to sit for at least three seasons because you're not going to eat yeah. all that money unless you traded Aaron Rodgers. You're not going to eat all that money for three seasons. And then it would be a possibility four seasons in. Exactly. Now that's the exact same time I believe that Aaron Rodgers sat. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, I guess that timeline would make sense. But, oof, right? All right. So <laughs> we'll, we'll keep going. Like, I got well, more comments well, from Good right, here. Let me f- f- to finish that thought. Yeah, and we're gonna break in, down Jordan Love coming up here too. In the first three drafts for Brian Gutekunst, he took Jair Alexander, a guy that. Everyone knew was ready to come in and play right away. But his last two first round picks. Lil Wayne likes the pick. Hell yeah, because Weezy's the man. <laughs> Lil, Lil Wayne doesn't even know where he is half the time. That's because he's on that lean, Rowdy. <laughs> but uh, Rashawn Gary last year, that was a pick that everyone knew he wasn't going to come in and, and contribute unless the Smiths got hurt. Yes. Like, this is the same thing with the first round pick in Jordan Love. You know he's not going to come in and contribute to winning in the next few years unless Aaron Rodgers got hurt or what traded. If, what if they start lining him up like Taysom Hill? <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's more comments. Spin zone, they trade Jordan Love for Taysom Hill to the Saints. Boom. All right, so Gutekunst talks about that this is indeed the best thing. I know some Packer fans, I'm sorry, I know some cheeseheads don't want to hear this. Brian Gutekunst says in these comments, this is the best thing for the Packers. I can understand you know, the fan base and people thinking, kind of, why would you do this at this time? 
But I just think the value of our board and the way it's at, um, it was the best thing for the Green Bay Packers. And again, we're really excited to get Jordan here and, and, and get him into our system. What do you guys think? Sure. See, is this the see, best see, thing for the Green Bay Packers? There's a, there's a part of me that listens to it goes, yeah, he's thinking about the future. Like J- Jordan Love, because I actually was decently high on Jordan Love. Uh, I was talking to a buddy during the draft, and we were talking. This was early on in the draft. By the way, I chuckled at your tweet last night in like a roll your eyes chuckle kind of way. The Packers must have loved Jordan Love, like <laughs> Nelson the pun. Oh god! But uh, we, we were talking. This was like in the first five picks about how we would rank quarterbacks. Yeah. And I said flat out, if you're if you're talking about pure ceilings for me, I would have went Tua then Jordan Love just based on his attributes, and then Burrow and then Herbert. And he thought I was crazy because he thought Love was the worst out of all of them. So I get it there if they're really playing for the future, but man, that really doesn't tell you much if you're Aaron Rodgers and they don't get a receiver and they never got you any weapons in the first round. Another thing to think about is, you know, drafting for need for a lot of positions is okay to do. Drafting for need at quarterback Almost never works out. Yeah, this is a pro- this is a long term plan. What do you do? You want a schlep of a GM who's sitting around not thinking about the future of the organization? I here's the thing. I thought the Packers franchise would crumble and never be around again. Fold up and say goodbye when Favre wanted out. When Favre wanted to retire, I thought, how will the Packers ever recover from this? Well, guess what they were doing? They were planning for the future while Favre, Favre was flip flop and wondering if he's going to retire or not. I love Brett Lorenzo Favre, my favorite NFL player of all time. What were they doing, though? They were planning for the future without Favre. That was Aaron Rodgers. What are they doing now? What's Aaron Rodgers at, 36 years old? Brett Favre was 38 years old when he left the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers is going to sit, is going to play. He's going to be your starter for a few more years. And then we're going to have to have the conversation. Is Aaron Rodgers, is he done? Is he, I don't want to say washed up, but we're going to eventually have that conversation. Yeah. And what do you want? Do you want a GM who is not planning for the future? Or do you want a GM that's wondering and thinking about life after Aaron Rodgers? This can only bring out one reaction from Aaron Rodgers, but in two different ways. This just pissed Aaron Rodgers off. And it's either going to piss him off in a good way or a bad way. The good way it's going to light a fire under his ass. He's going to throw an arm around Jordan Love and say, hey, we're going to get better. Like not The opposite of what Brett yeah, Favre did I, to him. I guarantee but he doesn't gonna, want to have the same experience. Yeah, you think he's going to between him he's and Favre but, Love? But, but him, no. being, him being pissed is him going to absolutely go out there on the field and dominate Love every single drill. But the other pissed would be exactly what Favre did to him. Right. And that will be a bad look. But, but I also, hopefully that will turn into on-the-field stuff where – you're not just throwing the ball away. You try to get a little more out of plays and start trying to find people again rather than just, eh, my stats will be okay because I'm throwing the ball away and not throwing the interception or Aaron, anything like Aaron that. Rodgers is pissed regardless because of those two different reasons, but the real person that's mad, Tim Boyle. Job security. <laughs> Tim Boyle. Bye. Bye. more. See ya. All right, we'll come back. Well, I got comments from Jordan Love. I got more comments from Brian Gutekunst. We got all kinds of ideas. By the way, the draft is still going on. The second round's happening tonight. Some say it was already recorded. Yeah, so the draft is going to continue. (laughs) Brian Gutekunst is not just taking Jordan Love and then calling it quits. He's got a lot of other things to address. Okay, so 
We got some comments here from Jordan Love. Nelson, we want to break down. We got Rob Reichel, our Packer insider, joining us in about 15, 10 minutes here when it comes to what happened last night and what's going to happen in the draft. Jordan Love, selected for your Green Bay Packers. Now, Jordan Love, really good in 2018. Jordan Love in 2019, not the best, but I have an idea why. Jordan Love. his whole O-line was gone? That and Jordan Love had a brand new first year, well, not a brand new, but he had a first year head coach at Utah State in 2019. His name, we know him around here, we don't like him, Gary Anderson. So you throw in, he has a bad offensive line. Gary Anderson is the coach, and he lost his best receiver. He lost, like, everyone. So it was under first-year head coach Gary Anderson, and then it was new offensive coordinator and nine new starters on offense. That's, I mean, that's a, there's a huge reason why he regressed in numbers in 2019, throwing for 3,402 yards, 20 touchdowns, and 17 interceptions. In 2018, though, Jordan Love, 3,000. 567 yards, 32 touchdowns, and just six interceptions. Gary Anderson comes in, gets him at Utah State, and then the numbers dip. Gary Anderson in the throw game? Gary Anderson. call it the passing game? How does this dude, sometimes I wonder, like, how does, who keeps hiring him? He brought Utah State out of the doldrums in the first place. Yeah, by what? Winning? He almost beat a lot of teams. RJ, you just said the key word there. Almost. Yeah. He almost beat a lot of teams. And Utah State allows him to pull the the transfers and all that kind of stuff, and, you know, he can do whatever he wants there. Uh, He's pretty much, I think. So I would say the reason why Jordan Love regressed in 2019 from his 2018 stats is is I'm going to throw it out there, and I'm going to point the finger at Gary Anderson. I think that's safe. I'm going to point the finger also at a new offensive coordinator. I'm also going to point the finger at nine new starters on offense. The, The best part is, I think, the, his old head coach was Gary Anderson's offensive coordinator at Utah State. So, so Nelly, I mean, what, your thought on – I know you're grabbing the phones there. I assume it was Scott and Charlie? Uh, you are close. Okay. But uh, for Jordan Love, I mean, I think you've coined the term, but it was for Badger basketball. Jordan Love tried to play hero ball last year. Like, mm-hmm. there was no one around him. <laughs> yeah, there was nobody around him. And just the year before, a Utah State that historically isn't – really that great outside of actually surprisingly Gary Anderson years. Uh, they won 11 games. I mean, if you look at the positives on Jordan Love, this is why I rated him as a guy on my personal board as having the second highest ceiling as a quarterback. Huge arm. Like, oh, the dude, oh my God. The, yeah. and, he's, and he's athletic. He's like sneaky athletic like uh, Aaron Rodgers kind of is, where he can get out of the pocket and move a he's little a bit. He's a baller. And he can, he's a gamer. He obviously has a great arm. Now, listen, here's a guy that's got his head on the swivel. He's a gamer. He's got a big arm, good legs. And at the same time, he plays a little bit like Favre, too, where he's going to force it in there. So, I mean, there's some stuff that they're going to have to iron out of him. But if you do look at some of the, the pros of Jordan Love, he's got a high ceiling. You look at the contract with Aaron Rodgers, he's going to be sitting a minimum Three years, right? He's basically going to do what Aaron Rodgers did under Brett and Favre, I, except Aaron Rodgers hopefully will tra- help guide Jordan Love along, like Brett Favre, who just and, said, "Get out of here, dude." And I know <laughs> I've said this in the in the past when we talk about how long do you think Aaron Rodgers plays for the Green Bay Packers? Three his, more years. His, yeah, his contract yeah. is through age thirty nine currently. Brett Favre. Okay. And, Brett Favre was gone from Green Bay thirty eight. Yes, and I said I thought for the longest time he doesn't like that was his swan song was signing that big deal. He never plays again after that deal, and if he did, I couldn't see it 
for more than like a one year deal just at age 40 to say, hey, I never got another okay. Super Bowl. Yeah. But if you look at the numbers, Jordan Love will be sitting for three years if the Packers don't trade him because I'm going to say They're there's like a 10% chance They're they not could going flip to. him. I'll give it even less yeah, than that. But. He's got three numbers or three years to sit because in 2022 or 2023, Aaron Rodgers at age 39, it'll only be a $2.8 million cap hit to yeah. All right, so here is comments from Jordan Love after he was drafted, obviously meeting with the media, local media, and then sharing you know, some of his insights of being you know, humbled and excited to be a part of the Green Bay Packers. Here's him talking about sitting back and learning. I'm already knowing that I'll be able to, you know, learn a lot from, you know, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he's one of the greats of the game, you know, knows what he's doing, knows a lot, has a lot of knowledge. And, uh, you know, I'll be able to just sit behind him, pick his brain and just grow as a player and develop my game and just learn as much as I can from him. Here's more from Love. It is what it is. Um, you know, coming into college, um, my first sitting. year, you know, registered, you know, you didn't play. You know, you got to work your way into that system. You got a lot of learning to do. I and mean, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take that time to just be able to learn and, and grow as a player. And, you know, when that time comes, it, you know, I got to step in the game and I'm going to make sure that I'm ready for that. And here's Love on what kind of player the Packers are getting from him. I'm a playmaker. I'm always ready to make plays, you know, whatever is needed. You know, I got a, a really good arm, I, I'd say. Uh, a lot of confidence in that and just a lot of confidence in my ability to just make plays as a quarterback. And, uh, you know, I'm going to obviously come in here and work and just continue to get better um, and improve my game. And then one more on love on why his numbers fell from 2018 to 2019. Yeah, the difference, I mean, for me, obviously the interceptions went up. I was just trying to force balls and trying to do too much, you know, trying to make plays when plays didn't need to be me- needed and just forcing a lot of bad throws, bad decisions, and trying to force those balls in those tight windows when uh, I could have just been checking it down and living to fight another day. I think basically what he could have said there was Gary Anderson's playbook sucked. Here's more from Brian Gutekunst <laughs> on, why, on why Jordan Love struggled in 2019 compared to 2018. So again, he's a young player that's still developing and get some, you know, went through some moments this year. I think that he'd probably like to have back, but at the same time, I think uh, kind of seeing him get to the other side of it at times too was, was also imposing, you know, as we watched him. And but there was, you know, obviously when you have a, a coaching change, uh, there are different things, and that was part of it. Well, Brian Gutekunst alluded to a coaching change again. I think what he could have just said was two words: Gary Anderson. If you if you go back to the the Rogers contract with Love, I think. Obviously, he's under contract for four more years, right? Mm-hmm. What did drafting Jordan Love in the first round do? It gave the Packers that fifth-year option. Exactly. So if 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 he still can't beat Aaron Rodgers out in four years, theoretically, they could pick up that option in, in year five, and he could become the quarterback then. And then you'd only get to see one year of Jordan Love. So theoretically, Jordan Love would be like, what, 27-ish? And maybe you could even get him a little bit on the cheaper because you didn't see much from him if he performed in one year. If yeah. that makes sense. It, no, it does. It's it's going to it, this is a long-term it's definitely project. not a win now move though. No. Despite Brian Gutekunst saying it is, it, it is. That, that didn't make much that's sense. That's why I'm so on the fence with this move because it makes sense with where Aaron Rodgers and his financials are at, the upside of Jordan Love. The only thing where this just comes crashing down is if Jordan Love plays like the quarterback he played like at Utah State in 2019. Well, I think we're going to be okay because I don't foresee the Packers hiring Gary Anderson in any capacity. Do you, RJ, Nelson, do you? No. So I think we'll be okay there. I'm hoping Jordan Love <laughs> Fingers crossed, though. hits his ceiling, but if, he, but if he doesn't, this just turned into a second project pick that uh, Brian <laughs> Gutekunst has taken in the last three drafts. Okay, let me ask you on this, though. Packers were sitting at 30. They traded up that's to 26. The, that's the biggest thing had, I can't wrap my head so around. So here was, if they didn't trade up, 
to for the Dolphins pick at 26. At 27, you have the Seahawks who have Russell Wilson. At 28, you have the Ravens who have Lamar Jackson. Exactly. They're not drafting. You have 29, the Tennessee Titans, who just signed a big extension for Ryan Tannehill. Four years, $118 million. Tannehill's only 31. So that he it would almost be the same situation that Aaron Rodgers would be in, except for Tannehill's five years younger. So if he performs, he's probably going to get another contract after that. So Jordan Love theoretically. Do you think though? And listen, none of those, I don't think any of those teams were going to be drafting a quarterback. I, don't, I think the only one that had would, a shot. Would New England have traded with someone to move up? I don't to think so. S- to snag up Jordan Love? I don't think so because they want to trade it no. out of 23 then. Yeah, I mean, that's. I mean, what else could you, what other reasoning besides maybe they heard some someone breathing down and, their neck for Jordan Love? And you know some of the teams behind them yeah. at 30, San Francisco probably wasn't going to tra- tra- or draft a. What are the Vikings behind or, them? Sorry, the Vikings, they weren't, they just signed Cousins to an extension. Miami wasn't. And I don't think Baltimore Kansas wasn't. I don't think yeah. Kansas City was going to take City a quarterback yeah, either. Cause, and if you missed it, Miami earlier got to a tag of Viola. We had like thirty people at his house, by the way. So there was a lot of people there. <laughs> it's like I can see you. You're and not hiding is, too well. But that was all pre-draft. Then yeah. as the draft started, it was just his yeah. five immediate family members. So the the only it just doesn't make sense why they needed to trade up if you were unless you were that worried that Tennessee was going to take them. But I just don't buy that. But Goody was talking about how they couldn't believe here. What with Rob Reichel coming up? Goody has some comments here that they couldn't believe that Jordan Love was there on the board for him. They were like, "Whoa, what's going on there?" So here's more from Goody Kunz on um, Jordan Love. Really, just kind of how the board fell. You know, I mean, it was. Obviously, if there was a you know a game changer type player that at another position, we would seriously consider that. We didn't feel that there was, so you know we took Jordan and uh, and we were really oh, okay. to do it. I just I, who who would have been scooping him up in between twenty six and twenty nine in those in those four picks when Packers were sitting at thirty. And that's and I I understand it's only a fourth round pick, but when we talk about this draft being one of the deepest, a fourth round pick could potentially turn into a starter. Yeah, and. And I don't, th- I really don't think the Patriots or the Saints or a team like that would have traded up because the Patriots wouldn't have moved out of 23. Yeah, they were- and the Patriots know it's a deep draft and are just collecting a ton of draft picks while the Saints have already said Drew Brees has a year or two left. And then we also feel extremely confident in everyone's biggest favorite quarterback, Taysom Hill. <laughs> So I just don't see it. I just don't understand why you gave up well, that extra four. Here's what we'll do. We've got Rob Reichel, our Packer Insider, Forbes.com. We'll get him on the line, and we'll talk to him next. Rob Reichel, Forbes.com, on Twitter, at Rob Reichel. One of my favorite follows on Twitter, Rob. Jordan Love, the 26th pick, trading up for the Packers. Brian Gutekunst, the Stones. I don't know how we walked out. Well, I guess he was in his house. The Stones, Robbie. <laughs> what do we think of it? Oh, I'm a big fan of the pick, Evo. I, Same. I was just, I, I was just telling Nelly that, you know, it, you're 50-50 in round one anyways. And if, and if you really have identified a guy as a potential starter and a potential star at the quarterback position, which without question, Evo, is, is the toughest position in sports, to find a great player, to, to, to find a franchise-changing player. And if, if you deep down believe that this guy can do that, and clearly they, the Packers do, because not only did they take him, they traded up to get him, um, you, you have to swing for the fences. And, I mean, I, I think back to, to February of 92 
when Ron Wolf absolutely got butchered for trading a uh, trading a first round pick to to go ahead and get a second round pick named Brett Favre and the Packer Nation just destroyed him for it. And well, I mean, he and I talked you're about, talking about that Mississippi. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, Wolf was getting letters back then every single day from, I mean, who writes letters anymore? But Wolf was getting tons of letters back then. But Robbie, you I know, bet you a lot of Packer fans right now are writing letters to, to Brian Grudekunst. They might. They, they, maybe they found a way to get his address last night through that telecast, right? Yeah. You know, but, well, yeah, they're mad about uh, Favre. You know, Teddy T got crucified for um, going ahead and taking Rodgers in 05, and, and that has worked out absolutely fine. I mean, it. At some point, guys, you know you know this. You've got to find the next guy. And Rodgers turns 37 this season. Um, in the in Green Bay's last two trips to the NFC Championship game, guys, uh, Atlanta in 16, and then last year against the Niners. Uh, at, at halftime, the Packers had zero points. Um, at, and at some point yep. in time, and I put this on Twitter last night, organizations make a decision that we cannot win a championship anymore with this particular quarterback or this particular player. And and Green Bay will obviously never come out and say that. Actions speak louder than words, though. And and you certainly get the feeling they feel that way right now with Rodgers. Um, Rob, I couldn't agree more. Brian Gutekunst made some comments last night. I know you were listening, and it was uh, along the lines of Rodgers knows, you know, uh, essentially what we're in, what business we're in, and what the future is, and what we're going to do with these picks. Like Brian Gutekunst to me, I mean that's Cliff Note version. Brian Gutekunst to me kind of put his foot down and says. I'm planning for the future because do you, don't don't you want a GM that's planning for the future? A thousand percent. And and guys, you've watched this over the last ten years since since so much in the CBA has changed, and you know quarterbacks don't come in the Jamarcus Russells of the world and people like that, where where you're tied to them with fifteen twenty million dollar contracts right out of the shoot. Quarterbacks today, guys, just don't get the money they once did and certainly the guaranteed money they once did. So far and away the easiest way to to win a title right now, and Russell Wilson did it in his early days in Seattle, Patrick Mahomes just did it this year, is to to find yourself a really good quarterback on a rookie deal. Dallas was close this past year with Dak Prescott. Um, If if you get that quarterback, guys, on a rookie deal and then build around him, and, I mean, Rodgers is – the last contract, guys, that Rogers signed averages $33.5 million a year. That's about one-sixth of your salary cap. You know, Love's going to make, when this is all said and done, four or five a year. So now you're, now you're saving $30 million a year at that position, and you can at the quarterback position, and you can go out and beef up, you know, offensive tackle and running back and wide receiver and corner, wherever it is you want to spend that money and put together a dynamic roster. And if, and if you get above-average quarterback play, which they'll obviously believe at the point in time where they shifted over from Rodgers to Love that they can that they can get that. Then you are set up to really make a run at greatness. It, it's a lot harder, guys, when you're paying your quarterback in the top two, three, four, five salaries in football, which is where Green Bay is right now. Now, the way it is right now, Evo, you know, the Packers are going to be tied to Rodgers for the next couple of years yeah. because because the dead cap money is going to be so high. It's fifty-one million right now. It's thirty-one million. You know, um, heading into the 2021 season, but they can get out of this contract pretty easily after 2021. Probably turn it over to Love and, and go from there. Rob, I can only get so excited, dude. I'm like, I'm like stoked. I'm like the only one. I guess you too. I was oh, stirring I, the pot. I, I'm, with, I'm with you. Both. I was it, stirring it, the pot on time. Twitter and Facebook last night, and their Packer Nation. 
I like to call a large section of them cheeseheads, the one that want to fire everyone and overreact. The cheeseheads are out of their minds. And we were joking yesterday about the pitchforks and the torches. I think Brian Gutekunst, if he wakes up this morning, when he does, if he's not already up, they're going to be out in full force riding in front of his house. Screw the one that's happening at the Capitol at 1 o'clock today. They're going up to Titletown to go find Brian Gutekunst and riot. I love the pick. I think it's great. My only question for you, though, is did they have to trade up to 26 to get him? Because above them from 30 was the Seahawks, the Ravens, and the Titans, who had just signed you know, Ryan Tannehill to a big extension. Yeah, and word is the Colts were coming back up there to, to go ahead and find the eventual replacement for Phillip Rivers, and their guy was going to be Jordan Love. And, and, and clearly, he, you know, Gutekunst was trusting the information that he had, um, and, and that's why he went ahead and, and pulled the trigger and, and, and gave up the fourth-round draft pick tomorrow. To, to go ahead and get love here. And, you know, you've got to trust your sources. You've got to trust your people. If, if they're telling you that that's what the Colts are going to do. And, Evo, we've been talking about that on your show for, you know, for a month and a half here, that, that the Colts were sitting in a perfect position there with picks 34 and 44 to jump into the first round, late in that first round, and, and find the eventual replacement for Phillip River. So it, it makes absolutely perfect sense that, that if the Colts were coming back up and, and Gutekunst really was married and wanted love here, he had to make a move to go ahead and get him. So, you know, if, if, if that's your guy, you, you've got to stay fully committed to him. Um, and, you know, we'll find out if he's right or wrong. We, yep. we, have, we have watched him move around the draft board now the, the last few years. Sometimes he's been right, sometimes he's been wrong. He was, he was, he was right going up a couple of years ago for Jair Alexander. He was right last year going up for, for Savage. He, you know, he, 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 he went up for Oren Burks two years ago and he missed there and you know but but at, you know but at, at least he's at least he's married and committed to the people that that he really targets and wants and and i like that in the general manager and jordan love was this guy last night evo and, and he he was you know he he was going to leave last night with love on the roster yeah i mean good just just walking around with huge stones last night rob reichel joining <laughs> us right now forbes.com follow him on twitter at rob reichel robbie before i get your take on the whole draft that happened last night let me ask you just green bay packers specific moving forward today uh what what do you think like who who's left on the board for the packers to target for a weapon for aaron Rodgers? well there's that that's the one drawback obviously Evo. when when you go future quarterback like they did last night you you leave a lot of positions you know, unattended to, and, and they clearly have a lot of those. I mean, wide receiver is still obviously a huge need. They've, they've got to find another offensive lineman. They need defensive line help. They need an inside linebacker. They need running back. Um, you know, let, let, <laughs> let, 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 let's start with wide receiver, I think, because it's the most glaring need, Evo. And, you know, wide receiver had its, had its run in, in, you know, the middle to late part of the, the first round last night. But, I, you know, I, I thought – for the most part that, you know, I, I don't think it was till what? The Raiders at 12, maybe, that took rugs, 13, whatever the Raiders were there. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and, and what, I think six went maybe total. So, I mean, you, you've got a good group on the board yet tonight, and they've probably got to jump up from 62 to get one. Clemson's T. Higgins is there. Uh, Evo, you know, Denzel Mims from Baylor is there. A guy I really like, and I think we've talked about on the show, is Michael Pittman from USC. I think LaVisca Chenault's an overrated guy from Colorado, but he's got a second-round grade, you know, by a lot of people. Brian Edwards from South Carolina is kind of a late riser. He might uh, he might be a guy who can really 
really help them if, if that's who they target, Evo. Uh, people around Madison have obviously watched the Penn State kid, K.J. Hamler. Um, you know, he, he's a talented guy, but, he, but he's little. Uh, Van Jefferson from Florida. That There's going to be players there for them at 62. But by then, Evo, you're probably taking the 11th, the 12th, the 13th wide receiver, for example. So my guess is he may try to get up into the 40s or early 50s from where he is tonight and use some of those later draft picks. Uh, they, they don't have great value, but he, but he does have five picks on Saturday that he can try to move around the board with. Um, you know, if he, if he goes offensive line, and Josh Jones from Houston is going to go early tonight. That's what Cleveland from Boise State is going to go early. There's some tackles out there. Uh, Ebo, they're going to go really quick. Uh, the Cushionberry kid from LSU, the center guard, he's going to go pretty early. He would... He would certainly fill a role right now and then probably take over for Lindsley after the 2020 season. You know, if, if Lindsley leaves in free agency, as a lot of us expect him to do. So, I mean, they're, they're going to get a good player. It's, it's, a, yeah. it's a really good draft, Evo. It's deep. It's so um, deep. Packer know, fans are freaking out. It's like, it's so deep. Well, what what it's, goody it's work? It's so deep. You know, by, by pick 20 or 25 last night, my phone was blowing up that, you know, Green Bay had blown the draft by not going up to get a wide out and they, they couldn't find a good player anymore. I mean, there's. There's going to be 120 players from this draft that that turn into to solid starters in the league. I mean, it's it's, it's a really good draft, people, and uh, they're, they're going to get two good people tonight. That you know, I don't know if they're going to be immediate starters. The second round pick should be when you're picking at 94, which is which is where they are in round three. It's it's going to be a little bit tougher, but uh, you know that they, they should get two guys that are clearly starters by by 2021. And one of them in that second round that should probably come in and start right away this year. Uh, Rob, one last question for you. I guess maybe two is kind of a combined <laughs> question. What did you think as the draft overall last night, the production of it? And was Mike McCarthy the happiest man in the draft when his GM and owner got him a skilled position, a talented wide receiver with his first pick? Yeah, I don't even think Mike McCarthy can screw up that offense, Evo. And I, I hate to take a hey. shot at your guy because hey. I, know, I know you love him to death, but, <laughs> but they, should, they should be 30-plus points a game pretty darn easily this year i know i know they still have to fix that offensive line a little bit but boy is that a <laughs> is that is that a scary group right and we, what's we, more we, scary the talent on that offense or the fact oh, that mike mccarthy's I, webcam was like so close to his face you could see his pores well that, that was that was the highlight of the night almost to me <laughs> until, until the love pick was was how, was how uh technically inept obviously mike mccarthy was and you know how, how tight he was with his camera that 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 was good stuff now, overall evil i i and i was texting people this to the draft i i absolutely love um you know kind of seeing inside some of these guys holes the kids running around a little bit you know you, you saw the 49ers where you know with with both shanahan and lynch kind of the kids were were in the background as they, as they were making picks and then coming front and center you, you could see those 49er guys were absolutely embracing the moment you saw cliff kingsbury's digs out in arizona Bruce Arians chilling on his back porch. There was a lot of it, Evo, I, I thought was, was just kind of a lot of fun seeing these guys totally. in, in their own settings. And, and to be honest, I, I thought the production went about as well as it could, yeah. you know, from, from the world that, that we're living in now. Technologically, I, I just I thought it was a really smooth production um, of the draft. I, I, I had a blast watching it. I, I missed being in Green Bay. Um, you know, being around um, the the, the, the uh, general manager when he comes in afterwards, and you know, getting getting the player and stuff like that, and and that's always a, that's always a fun night. And the next couple nights are a lot of fun too because they bring in coaches and scouts and things like that. I don't I don't think we'll hear from as many of those people this year just because it's going to be a challenge. But uh, overall, Evo and 
you know, in the, in the world that we're living in right now, I thought that draft went about as well as it could from a from an ABC NFL Network totally. ESPN standpoint. My only complaint was like, do we have to see Doctor Fauci? He's on every channel for forty days straight. <laughs> do we need him on the draft? I'm washing my hands. What more do you want from me? <laughs> that was my only complaint, Rob. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's a legitimate one. So um, I'm here on every other channel, bro. Just let me have some NFL for a little bit. Come on, I'm washing my yeah. hands. What more do you want? Rob. Your Packer Nation cohorts, though, have a lot more complaints than just Fauci. You're, you're exactly right. You're so a blow-up all day with, with how good it couldn't screwed up this team and screwed up this draft. Rob, I appreciate it, man. We'll follow along with you at Rob Reichel on Twitter, also at Forbes.com. you got some great work up there, and keep on keeping on, brother. All right, you guys uh, You guys enjoy the rest of the weekend and the rest of the draft. You as well, man. Stay healthy. See you, Rob. Hey, there he is, Rob Reichel, the man. Check him out on Twitter, at Rob Reichel, Forbes.com. Let's talk about the draft coming up tonight. Who's left on wide receivers, Nelly? Well, I mean, out of the top 10, which... Because there's more wide receivers people, than linemen. For most people, obviously, the top 10 for receivers is pretty steady, but it was just how you rank them, 1 through 10. Yeah. Your buddy Chenault's still on there. Yeah, we T. Higgins, Chenault, Mims, Pittman Jr., Hamler, out of all Claypool. Those, out of all those names, who would you think Brian Gutekunst, who would If you were Brian Gutekunst... Who would you be like? I'm gonna. I'm. I want you. I'd have to go up and get Michael Pittman. I. I can't imagine Michael Pittman's not gonna be there. If he's there at 62, I'll have the biggest smile on my face today. But I just don't see it. I honestly, if you look at all of it, if there's a little run on receivers here in the second round, mid second round, which I think they're forecasting running backs, there's gonna be a run on. Mm-hmm. All those guys theoretically could be gone by the time the Packers pick 62. I'm not saying they will be, but, I mean, they could be. They could be. All right, so let's go back to what happened. And you brought it up. I'm looking at CBSSports.com where they give each pick and they give a little couple sentences on it of, you know, what they think. Pick 26, straight with the Miami Dolphins. Jordan Love, quarterback, Utah State, to the Green Bay Packers. A grade? D, as in dog, D. Terrible move by the Packers. Aaron Rodgers. That's the first sentence. That's the first sentence. Terrible move by the Packers. Aaron Rodgers told me last summer he wants to play until he's 40. They needed a receiver. They needed defensive help. Sitting behind Rodgers will do love well, but not going to do the Packers well. You're on the cusp of getting to a Super Bowl. Get Rodgers some help. Tad by Pete Prisco. Yeah, I'm kind of along those lines of thinking you, you were one game away and now, what did we say last year? They didn't have any injuries. They were the. Mo- I'm in in sports in general, and then you flip it even further to the NFL, the elite of the elite. Injuries run rampant in that league because you have well, it's football. You have hit squads out there trying to take you out. It's essentially it's modern day gladiators. You have, <laughs> you have Maximus up there battling for his life in modern day in old Rome. This is gladiators. Injuries are a dime a dozen in the NFL. The Packers didn't have like any. They didn't have any. How many games did they win where they had a lot of luck on their side? I mean, they beat Detroit twice and didn't lead for one second. Yes. I mean, they had a lot of things go their way, especially with a first-year head coach. Mm-hmm. Think about this. They got Rogers to an NFC Championship game with how, the amount of luck and no injuries. Rodgers didn't necessarily have his best year. I think that's pretty fully documented. But at the same time, you were one game away from the Super Bowl. 
tells you you had to have at least a pretty solid team. And I think the Packers just kind of showed you how confident they are that they can win a Super Bowl now in the next few years with Aaron Rodgers, right? They drafted yep. a quarterback first round. They didn't go get him a wide receiver. Nope. But I here's the thing. Like, the wide receivers in the second round, the, the class is so deep, these are wide receivers that would go in the first round of any other draft. Some of them that are still left, right? That the Packers could still target and get. Yeah. Some of them, but again, they might not be there with the current pick True. the Packers have. And then they talk about, well, they don't have a tight end either. Jay Sternberger would be the number one tight end or the number two tight end in this draft class. Mm-hmm. You have that on the roster. You have Aaron Jones on the roster. You have Jamal Williams on the roster. That's a great combo. You have Devontae Adams. Alan Lazard looked great at times last year. Just think if you get him a little well, more action. You have Devin Funches, who is now the Packers' number two, who took a, a, last year the entire season off besides one game because of injury. He is going to be a very good player on cheap. The Packers have weapons. Am I wrong? Uh, not as many as they need to compete but, for a Super Bowl. But they have today, tomorrow, when it comes to the draft, and a lot of talent I just there. think it's interesting. Yes, the weekend. <laughs> yes. The, I just think it's interesting <laughs> that the Packers are one game away. They take a quarterback first round. They don't give a first ballot Hall of Famer any weapons or try to improve the team in any way outside of getting his backup and heir apparent. And at the same time, you are a game away from the Super Bowl. And remember when the after the Super Bowl when the, the Futures came out yeah. and Green Bay was their over-under for the upcoming season was 10? And now after Didn't they move it down, yeah, after the first wave of free agency, it dropped all the way to eight and a half. Yeah, maybe the Packers know they're closer to the eight and a half win team than that next year's ten win team, and that's why they're preparing for the future. And they don't actually think the Rodgers of right now can win a championship. I'm just saying it. it that would be kind of a mindset to go quarterback here. True. Let's go to the phones yeah. quick. Six zero eight three two one sixteen seventy. Welcome to the Joan Evil Show. Yeah, this is Ron. Hey, Ron. Ronnie, what's up, dude? Ron? I, what do you I think, buddy? What, what do you think, Jordan Love? What do you think? No, I, I wasn't. I wasn't too disappointed or too uh, surprised because all those, some of those good receivers, we didn't get a chance. I mean, everybody went before we could pick. So, but who, who else is out there for receivers? Oh, the top receivers still left on the board. Yeah. You have T. Higgins, you have Chenault, you have Pittman Jr., Hamler. I mean, there's about five that are solid first-slash-second-round picks that are available. Well, they still got a chance to get one of those guys, but they need, you know, that NFC Championship game, uh, they got shredded on defense. (laughs) They they were down 27-0 at half, so I don't... Well, they got shredded on defense, but don't forget, Aaron Rodgers and company put up zero points. Yeah, I know, so... (laughs) They need, uh, yeah, they, they still need that uh, guy to go with Adams, a receiver, but they. We'll see what happens, need, Ronnie. We'll see what they happens. They still need man. a lineman or linebackers the, because they, they shouldn't have been shredded like that in the NFC Championship game. And I'll hang up. All right, thanks, Ron. Have a good weekend, brother. Yeah. Nice to hear from yeah. you. Let's go back to it. Mark and Madison. What's up, Mark? Hey, um, I'm terrible with names, but. Uh, um, he didn't get picked in the first round. I'm referring to the uh, – and I should say before I go there that uh, I like the uh, quarterback pick from 
last night. You like it? I like it too. I'm trying to be positive about it. There's a lot of negativity out in this world right now, and I'm trying to be a captain of hope. I'm right there with you, Mark. I think that uh, the one thing that they could really do to uh, help uh, their offense out, I like that running back from the Badgers. Jonathan Taylor, Mark. Yeah, can he get? Is he he's still alive on the board? Right? Yep, he's still out there. It's in a weird kind of position for the Packers, though. They Nelson, what do you think they'd have to trade up to go get yeah, him? Yeah, they right? definitely have to trade up because he could be, he could he's going to be gone in my guess by mid second round at the latest. And when's their first uh, second round pick? Late, late 62. second round, sixty two. I think they ought to do whatever they need to go get him. That would really uh, help uh, their quarterback out, their offense, and uh, uh, make this quarterback pick an even better choice, I think. I love the idea, Mark. I would love to see Jonathan Taylor wearing the green and gold. That's awesome. a great idea. Well, Thanks. Yeah, you have a good weekend, brother. Nice to hear from you. You too. All right, there it is. Mark and Madison. Thanks, man. 608-321-1670. Um, I'm looking at tweets here. People are mad. People are big mad. Let's see. Kang's house says we need weapons. Throw the whole damn GM in the trash. They're about to do Rodgers like they did Favre. OB says, hey, Packer fans, how do you feel about the 2020 NFL draft? You know, statistically not great. I'll tell you that much. He drops a Brett Hundley statistically not great. OB again. What a joke. How can you say it's a great pick? Because if you don't get weapons for the quarterback, the team is going to suck. Even if love is good, he's nothing without help. Just ask Favre. Just ask Rodgers. Eric says, you don't draft for the future coming off a 13-3 and season and your starting quarterback has four years left on a monster contract. They can't do anything with Rodgers until after the 2022 season without taking a huge cap hit. So incredibly stupid. OB again. <laughs> OB is on, like, suicide watch. Breaking news from OB. Packers GM looking into the future by drafting Jordan's love replacement in the second round of the 2020 draft. <laughs> is that dude love? Yeah, that's a positive one. I'm going to need a dude love green and gold tie-dye t-shirt in four years. I'm right there with you, Pike Slayer 1. I'm going to take a dude love tie-dye t-shirt with a, a big old block of cheese on it with a Packers G, and I'm going to slam some forgotten fire Wine up there you got in Marinette, dude. I'm all about it. We got another one, Kevin Udo Moss. I'm on the fence. I'm trying to stay positive and thinking that love can be Rogers' replacement. I'm sure they're thinking of taking uh, Ayuk, but couldn't get that trade for him, so they wanted to secure their second best. They'll pick, they'll pick Mims next. You heard it here first. Thanks, Kevin. OB again. What a panic pick for the Packers. OB. OB is, uh, OB is beside themselves right Apparently. now. We love you, OB. He's just done with it. We love you, buddy. We love you, dude. So there's a, I mean, there's everyone. I'd say 90% of Packer Nation is just livid. Does seem that way. I will be the captain of hope when it comes to the Green Bay Packers and Jordan Love. Pipeline of the North, Troy, what say you? Hey, guys. How are we doing today? Oof, Troy, I'm doing good. I, I, I can just hear the tone of your voice. No, we're going to be civil, Ebel. Come on. <laughs> are you? Are you? What are you thinking of Jordan Love at well, pick 26? I, I like the idea if it would have happened in like two years, but uh, not now because I see that I see that window closing, and you know I look at the stats and people you're you're trying to make him out to be better than he is you know blaming, <laughs> them, blaming it on Gary Anderson and but 17 picks when was the last time a first round draft pick had 17 picks his senior year of college how do we how do we know how many Brett Favre had um, yeah um, I'm looking at this though real quick Troy. His 2018 season, though, 3,567 yards, 32 touchdowns, 
and six interceptions. Then Gary Anderson comes in with a new offensive coordinator and nine new starters on offense, and we see 3,402 yards with 20 touchdowns and 17 picks, like you alluded to. Yeah, I think last night it was just so non-climatic. Just all of a sudden we're watching, all of a sudden, what? quarterback yeah how about that like you're watching the draft and everything's kind of like falling in place there's nothing really crazy and then all of a sudden it's got to be our team that does it it's got to be our team the one that just makes everyone's jaw hit the floor I don't know about even trading up four spots or whatever it was from I don't know if that was needed um I I don't know there's you know unfortunately we're all calling in today and we're trying to uh you know make sense of this and it's not going to make any sense for three or four yeah, years you're not going to know anything about this until years down the road yep and a lot lot can happen between now and then that's for sure look at life so yeah um, do you think do you think Aaron Rodgers is going to end his career with the Packers I do I do I do did think you think Brett Favre was going to end his career with the Packers kind of but you know those two guys and their thinking are aren't always on the same page Favre was he was kind of a you know Troy gunslinger Troy but, but, I, you, here's what we need to do buddy I need to get you some kind of drink what's your drink of choice uh, I love Bloody Marys. The Anytime drink. Perfect. That's we'll get right. you a Bloody Mary. We'll get you a fish fry, the Anytime meal, and we'll turn that frown upside down tonight. What do you say, and, kid? And I'm going to come down there to, to Madcon one of these weekends, and I'm going to let you know ahead of time so we can take care of that. On, if you come down, it's on me that night, brother. Hey, and then can we have a special guest, Charlie, show up so I can meet him in person? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> yes. No promises there, huh? I know. We... <laughs> You'd want after about five minutes. You're like, why did I ask for this? <laughs> I know, I know. But but I laugh. And you guys, you guys do a great job of tolerating them and keeping up all the spirits. He's a legend. He's a legend around here. Yeah. So well, you guys have a good day. You and, too, Troy. Uh, Turn, it'll be okay, Troy. After the draft's complete, after this weekend, we'll be like Brian Gutekunst knocked it out of the park. And I loved it how you were giving Dave from Anona the business because that guy. Got to get his head out of the sand. Okay, I'll leave on that. <laughs> Try have a good weekend, buddy. Let's go back to it, Jamie. What's up, man? Hey, I called in earlier. I meant to. By the way, the the, the guy that just called in said the window's closing, but is it really closing or is it staying open since we got love now? That's, and, a, that's a good question. And my other question is, who do you think they're gonna? I I know we all got dreams of who we hope they pick, but who do you think they're actually gonna pick? Do you think they're gonna go wide receiver? God. Do you think I mean, Jamie, I, th- I thought for sure it was wide receiver last night, and now I'm thinking it's going to be a wide receiver again. But watch it be uh, quarterback number three. Watch it be an offensive line. I think it's going OT. I think it's <laughs> yeah, it's going to be an offensive tackle. I bet you it's going to be unsexy, and Packer <laughs> fans are going to be pissed again. That's not a weapon. Well, what about you? I, I, I well, um, I think it's going to be that guy from Colorado. Chanel. So, uh, oh yeah, you did yep. say that earlier. Yeah. Yep. But you know, I could also see it be. Uh, a running back just because we're not in dire need of one, but let's get one for the future. Yeah. Well, um, I, I don't know, man. All I, all I say is strap yourself in for the next couple of days because it's going to be a wild ride. Yeah. It'll be entertaining, I'll tell you that. Yep, and we need it at this time. We need entertainment. <laughs> yes, we do. Thanks, Jamie. Yep. Bye-bye. See you, man. Ooh, to answer Troy's question, um, Jameis Winston, I don't know if he's the last first-round pick QB, but he had 18 interceptions his final co- year of college football. Oh, did he? He had 18? Yeah. Not that that's a great And then his comparison. last year at the Buccaneers, he had 30. <laughs> yeah, but then he had LASIK. <laughs> also had 30, yeah, then he had LASIK. But he's currently an unsigned free agent with LASIK. That's what I'm Maybe. saying. It's not, a, it's not a good comparison, <laughs> but there you, there you go. Goody brings him in to compete with uh, Jordan Love for that second spot. Uh, now you're talking crazy. Yeah, I mean, the money I mean, wouldn't add up. But bring, drafting Jordan Love was talking kind of crazy beforehand. 
Now you're really talking. Hey, OB said Goody. Goody's going to bring in another quarterback for uh, Love's replacement for next year. Our sports director, Zach Hop, I am like on cloud nine. I'm living large and in charge today. I, this is exactly what I wanted when it comes to the drama and topics of the draft for the Green Bay Packers. It should be noted. Packer Nation is trembling right now, and I am yeah. I am here for it. Yeah. I just want it noted in history. I helped Zach Heilprin. <laughs> Zach. Good job. Good job. First of all, good morning. Good you morning. Want, you want a pat on the back real quick, Roddy? No, I want a golden star. Oh, my Whoa! ears! Oh! What'd you do? I don't know, but my ears just exploded. All right, so, Zach. Woo! All right, I can still hear. Okay. What did no, you no, think no, last no, yesterday? Before, before we get into that, I know the two. I haven't had a chance to listen this morning, but the the two things that I know the only reason you are excited about this. Why? One, it does give us a whole a lot to talk it's about. A treasure obviously. trove it's, of topics. It's, it's a. It was the <laughs> the oasis in the desert of the quarantine. That's that's essentially what this was. It's and delicious second, water. And second, you trolled yourself so hard with Mike McCarthy. That you came to believe what you thought, and you hate Aaron Rodgers, and you no, love no, the fa- no, no, and you no, no. love that Aaron Rodgers is not getting what he wants, and that Aaron Rodgers has to deal with a Jordan Love. That's fake news. That's very true. I'm an Aaron Rodgers realist. You don't like Aaron Rodgers because you love Mike McCarthy, and you thought he threw him under the bus. I don't put him on a pedestal and grovel at his feet like a lot of people. But in reality, you do. Wrong. Okay. Either way. But either way. Let's talk about. That's Jordan the two love. reasons why he cares so much. It's amazing trolling. It's incredible topics. Yeah, which is right up your alley. When cheeseheads are shooken to their core, shooketh to their core, I thrive. Yeah. I'm thriving right now. I'm living my best life. For sure. What did you think when you saw the pick, the trade, with the Dolphins, moving up to 26, and them taking Jordan Love? Your initial reaction was what? Not going to happen. Can't happen. Won't happen. They're not going to do that. They're not. No, they're not going to trade up to... Get a guy that's not going to play for three years, right? At least three years, right? That's not going to happen. No. Yeah. Oh, what? And well. then they did it. Yeah. I, I understand why they did it, but I don't agree with the decision to do it. You know what I mean? Like, there there were a lot of other options. And, look, maybe some of the guys that were, they wanted to take came off the board, and he was their only guy left on the board that was a first-round pick. They couldn't find a way to trade out. Ryan Gudekins said as much, said they didn't have a lot of options to trade out. But the trade up to get him. Worried that Indianapolis was going to jump ahead of him, even though uh, Rap Sheet, or Ian Rapport this morning said Indy never called. They never called. They never They never actually were going to get up and try and jump the Packers to get him. So they wasted a fourth-round pick, essentially. That was they were going to take him thoughts. no matter what. What? That was my exact thoughts. What well, you just said. I oh, can well. see both sides. I Great minds. That's what I get I for coming in at 9.35 instead of 6 o'clock. All right, so let me ask you this. I see this from Adam Schefter this morning. Adam Schefter tweets out, now a lot of people are like, why would Brian Gutekunst do that? Why would Gutekunst, you know, trade up to get Jordan Love? Well, Adam Schefter tweets this out this morning. Quote, looking over pre-draft interview notes, and this sentence about where Utah State quarterback Jordan Love would go jumped out. Quote, I know that LaFleur would almost mandate his pick if it got to a certain point. I mean, it's pretty clear the Packers love the guy. Packers, guy. Matt LaFleur, Brian Gutekunst, love and now Jordan Love. And now they're attached to him. What that's, does that that's, say? No, it's what they're, they're attached to him. Just like Ted yep. Thompson and Mike and McCarthy, McCarthy attached were attached to, to Aaron Rodgers. If that didn't work out, Ted Thompson was going to be in trouble. The Oof. same thing, And the same thing with Mike McCarthy. If Aaron Rodgers doesn't work out, if Aaron Rodgers doesn't save Mike McCarthy's bacon, 
they they're in trouble. That playbook saved the no, bacon. No, I know. I'm kidding. And that's why I'm exactly. I couldn't be more on the fence with this pick because I can see both sides. But Gutekunst and and Lafleur, like you just said, their destiny is tied with yeah. Jordan Love. And if he doesn't pan out, and the Packers go back down to the drain in five years, they're out of there. I did think that it was interesting because Ted Thompson talked about having it, someone told him it, it took courage or he thought it took courage to make that pick of Aaron Rodgers even though Aaron Rodgers fell right in his lap and a lot of people had him as the best quarterback even though you know Brett Favre was right there and they knew what would happen yeah it's like <laughs> when it, they took him it's like me saying I'm it's taking courage for me to breathe air right well yeah right but this to me takes courage <laughs> or how about this, 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 this is this, this is stones and yet Gutekunst said, no, I don't, I don't view it that way. We, we stuck to our board. That was the best player available. Well, it wasn't the best player available. You went up and got him. Largely problem, I'm guessing, I'm suspecting, that he was their, the last guy on their board that was a first-round pick. Gutekunst needed a wheelbarrow to carry out his set of stones to this <laughs> next room after he did that pick. That was huge. What yeah. does this say, though? Obviously, we'll never know what Aaron Rodgers thinks because he's very, you know, he'll never, he'll never tell you exactly what he thinks because no, no, no athletes do that. But Aaron Rodgers is on the Pat McAfee show talking about, I would love for them to get a skill position. He also, they got his replacement. You see, that's the thing. First skill player they've taken in 15 years is a quarterback. And, I, I would know, love to know what this does for the psyche of Aaron Rodgers. Well, the psyche of Aaron Rodgers, it's going to piss him off. That's exactly what it's going to do, and you're letting the fire under him. That's, a, that's, that's exactly what this is. And Brian Gutekinds did say that. He said, this is going to be a very motivated guy. We, we know that. But the thing is, um, you know, doing it the way they did – Aaron Rodgers, they know Aaron Rodgers believes in himself more than any, like, he has the utmost confidence in himself. I've never seen a guy have more confidence in himself than Aaron Rodgers. Like, there's there's no so, doubt about it. He loves putting that chip on his shoulder and, and all that. Um, and he said earlier this year on the same Pat McAfee show, not the same show, but earlier, that no matter who comes in, he's going to beat him out. doesn't matter. I'm going to beat him out. Yeah. If, they, if they take quarterback, I'm going to beat him out. I don't, I'm not going to lose lose out to him this year, not next year, the year after it. It doesn't really matter. So earlier today I said this only gets one result from Aaron Rodgers, pissed off. But there's two types of pissed off. It's the pissed off, but I'm still going to put my arm around Jordan Love and I'm just going to dominate him at camp, or it's a pissed off and he's going to act like Brett Favre did to him. I would Which be sh- one do you I would think? be shocked. Shocked if he acts like Brett Favre. So you Same. think it's the first one? Yes. Do oh you, yeah. I, you, I, I think by far it's the first one. He's he because he's been through it. Because he knows what that's like. As long as Jordan, as long as Jordan Love doesn't walk up to him and say, "Hey, Grandpa," you know, I think, <laughs> like Rogers at the park. I, I think he'll be okay. You know what I mean? Like I don't. I, I think everything will be fine. Um, Man. Now is he upset? I guarantee he's upset. Uh, there's no doubt about and that. Don't forget about Tim Boyle. He's upset too. There's Ooh. a reason why they took Jordan Love. <laughs> because we, t- we talked about it earlier this week. Brian Goodigan's talking about how much he values the quarterback position, and yet you have Tim Boyle as your backup. You know what I mean? Like, that, that's not valuing the quarterback position. Again, who, they, they almost took a guy last year. They almost took Drew Locke last year. Dude, who, and now, who lost now the most last night? Hands down, Tim Boyle. $600,000 and the XFL <laughs> shut down. And the XFL's no more. They're no not going to keep three quarterbacks? So I don't think so. Zach, let me ask who you. Who is man? Jordan Love? Jordan Love is the heir apparent to the Green Bay Packers, the throne. But who is he? Is he? He's not Aaron Rodgers in terms of coming out of coming to college. Like Aaron Rodgers, is a top five pick should have been a top five pick. Jordan Love was a fringe first round pick. Jordan Love is probably the happiest man because he escaped Gary Anderson. Look what Gary Anderson did to his career. No kidding. Gary Anderson goes not, from Gary what? Anderson needs to stop messing with Wisconsin things. What do you want from like thirty five and six to twenty and seventeen in terms of touchdowns interceptions? He's a little stinker, that Gary Anderson. Yeah, I mean he ruined Joel Stavi. Yep, ruined, gave him the yips. Ugh, 
Ridiculous. The only thing, good man, thing he did. That man in Wisconsin quarterbacks. He only did one good thing, though. You have to give him credit for one thing. The defense he brought. Yeah. Yeah, the 3-4 defense. That's it. And the amazing uniform combination. He, can, I, he confused Tanner McAvoy so bad he didn't even know what position he played. <laughs> what do you think the Packers are going to do? Well, oh, no, don't worry about it. What do you think the Packers are going to do when it comes to their next pick, the 62nd? If they take an offensive lineman, are Packer fans going to revolt? <laughs> would you revolt? No. Dude, I'm on cloud pa- nine right now. you're not a Packer fan. You're a Mike McCarthy fan. No, no, no. Nelson, would you revolt? I am a Packer they, fan. The cheeseheads would take an offensive lineman. I'm going to scratch my head again because I think that's what they actually do if they stay put at 62. Well, they don't really have – I mean, they lose the fourth round pick, the fourth round pick, and that was one of those things they could have used to, to move up in the second round, you would think, to get a potential wide receiver. Or do, they, do they just stick at 62 and, and take – I think they have to get into the top half of the second round to take one of those impact receivers that would be your top 10 in this draft. LaVisca Chenault. I'm not a fan of him. He's not a fan of Chenault. But a guy like that. Yeah. I think, you know, perhaps wide receiver, perhaps running back, perhaps offensive lineman, perhaps I want a wide receiver. Like, you could go, at, like, honestly, they have a variety of needs. Ooh. and But, like, impact guy. Who's going to help you right now? Because your quarterback, your first-round pick is not. So who's going to help you in the second round? Give me a guy that's going to have immediate chemistry with Jordan Love. So, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I, I would, so, I would, I would, I would, no, no, I would receiver take, from Utah. Yeah, or, yeah exactly. Uh, one of those guys that left uh, the nine starters that left. I want a wide receiver. I, we need, a, we now need an, uh, a weapon like a wide receiver. I don't know, man. They've, they, they've given, they spent a lot of capital on wide receivers eight years ago. Um, <laughs> I mean, they haven't drafted a guy. Like I'm excited Devontae for Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams is the last guy that they took early. Yeah. Uh, and that was in 2014. So it's been six years since they've done anything like that. I'm I'm a believer in Devin Funches coming in. I mean, I think people forget about him because they want to get so caught up in, in being angry with well, Brian Gutekunst. Yeah. yeah. I don't I, Alan I think Lazard another year. If they're going to look to trade up to get an impact wide receiver right now, I think they have to trade up for Michael Pittman Jr. I think that would the guy that would KJ be the guy Hamlin. that I'd be I don't really like him. I think was Slot guy? He can't catch the football. Fast, though. Speed. It's about hot, nasty speed. I mean, speed. no, I know, I know what you're saying. I love yeah. punt returners. No. Any again, chance? Again, Zach. at some point, if Quintus Evans is there, yes. like fifth, sixth round, do it. take that guy in a second. Yeah, he doesn't have the burning speed, but he's going to catch it. What about Jonathan See, Taylor? Any chance they could get up to get Jonathan Taylor? I don't think he's going to be there at 62, but do you think they could move up you to get him? You don't think he's going to be there at 62? I, like, I mean, all, I love three, it. all three of the running backs outside, obviously, uh, the LSU guy got taken late, but the other three are still there, so maybe Do you think Aaron Jones comes fall. back? Do you think they pay him I don't big think money? We, we, talked about I don't think, we talked about it on Tuesday. I don't, think he, I don't think they'll pay him. No, I don't think so either. That See, I, I have a gut feeling they're going to take an offensive tackle at 62 if they don't move up, and Packer fans are going to freak out even more. Because Just, does he play? Because he it'll be two straight picks in your will, first two will picks, he, will and they play? won't play the first year. Uh, yeah, I mean, it is, I guess it depends on how good um, Rick Wagner still what is. Does Vegas if, he, have, if he bounces back. What does Vegas have the over-under at for win total? Eight and a half. It was eight and a half, and now I'm kind of saying, well, maybe that's not so stupid. No, I'm, <laughs> kidding, I'm, kidding, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. How much? How, a key. A key. From the... NFC title game to now, they're not better than they were, but how much worse are they? I think they're a little bit worse, but not a ton. Not a ton, right? So they're not a ton worse than they were at this point, you know, or at the end of the end of the season. They've got some holes to fill, and they need to fill them. And they haven't done well, Thankfully, Here's the good news about all of that. There's going to be a draft tonight, and there's going to be one over the weekend. So we got a lot of players to pick from. Yeah, no, there is. And, I mean, Brian Gutekunst overall his career so far with the Green Bay Packers as a GM. Mm. What do we give it? 
I think we gave we him a B. A, a B minus. I think it was collective was. When was that? No, for the, his combined two drafts. With no. and then throw earlier, free agency. earlier this week. What if you throw? What if you throw? When he, when we Jordan Love into it? A plus. Into it. Yeah, a plus. Yeah. When we threw in free agency, we gave him a B. A plus, dude. Yeah, I mean, it, he needs to have a huge rush of the draft. If they're going to, if they're going to be what trying to get back, about, trying to get back to where they want to be, or trying to get back to where they were at the end of last year, he needs to have. A, don't he needs we to know some, though, as Packer fans, their first pick, ever, all like almost always, majority is a guy you're just like, well. That was confusing. What? I mean, no. N- not not all the time, but a Under lot Gutekunst, of the time. it hasn't been. Like, they needed a corner. Well, I mean, for our entire, the last 20 years, of yeah, it, you're yeah, like, yeah, first-round well, pick, you're like, oh, whatever. Well, that's because Ted Thompson was largely horrible with first-round pick. <laughs> 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 uh, and, and you know what? Do you think Ron Ted Wolf Thompson was nodding either. and smiling in approval when Brian Gutekunst pulled the trigger on Jordan Love? The gif of him clapping up in the press box. Well, it's going to be, I would I could do the show for another four more hours, but unfortunately, I got old Billy Boy taken. So, Zach, thanks for joining us. Stick, thanks for the cards and and popping in here. Nelly, thanks for breaking it down. This is for you, Jordan Love, and all the Packer fans hating it. I am on cloud nine. Love the pick. Love the pick. Love it. Couldn't have been a better thing to happen for sports news in Wisconsin in these trying times. Zach, watch to quote Devontae Adams, wash your hands, wash your butt. Thanks for coming in. Yeah. And we can follow along at Zach Kyle on Twitter, right? You can. MadCitySportsZone.com. That's one of my favorite follows on Twitter. I know Nelson feels the same. <laughs> and I'm big fans of both of you guys' Twitter accounts. <laughs> I know you are. <laughs> Love everything Nelson tweets. That's why That's why the, Evo's e- gets brushed over and mine just gets muted. Yeah. <laughs> Even in the DMs. Love, <laughs> Love, Love all the DMs, too. UV light. UV, UV light, light baby. All right, Zach, we'll see you down at the Capitol at 1 o'clock. Can't wait. <laughs> you guys have a great weekend. I need a flag man. You're going to be my flag man? <laughs> what, what kind of flag are you flying? Big American one. Yeah, I don't think so. All right. Well, you guys have a nice weekend. Yeah, I don't know what kind of flag you fly. <laughs> Rattlesnake. These colors don't run. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll see you Monday. Have a good weekend. See you. See you.